Welcome to the Blockbuster Hall of Fame. <laughs> I am here with our fantastic panel of movie watchers. I have Mr. Jordan Martinez, Seth Bracken, and Ray Sweat. Ooh, yeah. so, we are here to talk about the fourth and final film of the Mummy franchise, The Mummy 2017, with our Lord and Savior, Tom Cruise. <laughs> no. So, uh, we're going to go through <laughs> some quick thoughts, but, and then after the quick thoughts, we're going to dive into what is the dark universe. So, quick thoughts on this movie. Wait, what do we think about it? Uh, not bad, but just wasted potential. Ooh, good assessment. Yeah, because I think Seth and I have that same thought. Seth, actually go into yours. Yeah, mine's pretty much that there's a lot of, and there's some good things in it, but for the most part, they kind of wasted a lot of what they had that was working well. Jordan, what about you? What did you think? So my thoughts are, this is just sort of the type of movie that just doesn't do well in the current movie market. You know, that solid action movie, but nothing crazy type movie. And that's sort of my thought with this movie. Yeah, I think my thoughts are it. <sighs> quick thoughts. Okay, quick thoughts. I'm not going to get too much into it, but quick thoughts is a lot of wasted potential. I'm not going to lie. The movie started strong, but when it went off the rails, it just never found its way back to the same track or station or universe. Right. Quick question for everyone here. At what point did the movie start to lose you? Because I have a specific point for me. Seth? It's when uh, Nick Miller died, a.k.a. Jake Johnson, <laughs> a.k.a. Bell. <laughs> that was early on in the movie there. It was. I mean, there's still parts that were good, but like when it really was like, Oh, they just, this This was such a good, charming dynamic, and mm, yeah, they didn't use it right. Even Zombie 1 was fine, but Mm-mm. they just didn't use it. Jordan, did it, did it ever lose you? Uh, I would say for me, it was off and on. Like, there would be parts where it lost me, but then it would gain me back, and then I would yeah. be lost, and then gain back. So there's a lot of hidden misses with this movie. Okay. That's fair. So, the first crack in its armor was when he is having he's staring at they're in, they're inside the cavern where the they find this discovery and he's staring at the coffin or whatever I don't know what it's called I'm dumb um, and sarcophagus sarcophagus <laughs> and he's having this vision of her in the Egyptian desert and I'm like I don't understand what no um. She doesn't have her powers yet. Like, what are we talking about? And so, like, why is he having this weird vision? I was like, ah, I'll let it go. But when Nick Miller dies, I was like, okay, weird choice, but I'll go with it. But when he comes back as, like, a weird comedic ghost zombie, I was like, this is weird. Why'd you kill him? Why'd you even okay. bother killing him at this point? Okay, okay, okay. I'm Let's out. stop there because I have more in-depth thoughts, and that's going to be in our movie discussion. But we're saying, that's the point to... lost me. Yeah, that's where it lost me, too. So... We're going to get to that because I really want to talk about it. Um, So we're going to get into the Dark Universe. This was supposed to be the second movie in the Dark Universe 
um, connected universe similar to the MCU. The first movie, which I thought was actually really good for what it was, was Dracula Untold with um, Luke Evans. I, for, it. What it was, for what it was. For I mean, what it, it was. I mean, it kind of... It was like backhanded in, though. It wasn't intended to be. They were just like, oh, hey, this is a... Which is part of the problem with Dark yes. Universe. Was Russell Crowe in it? Uh, no. No, no, no. It was supposed to be like a prequel to the entire universe. It was like okay. a backdoor prequel. A la, like, I'm going to put in yes. the Hulk in the... In I would the say more last minute, they were like, hey... What do you yeah. know? This fits in with these movies that yeah, we have. Let's maybe. do that. Hey, there, there was a Dracula movie. It was it not intended out. initially. Okay. Yeah. So and that movie was um, fun, though. Jared's right. That movie was fun for what it was. So, yeah, they tried to do the connected universe. Um, and so, like, even when we look at the, I'm going to go through a list of some of the classic movies. I think we talked about it a little bit. Obviously, Dracula, Frankenstein. Um, then you have The Mummy, 1932, which was the original Mummy. Uh, then you have The Invisible Man, Mummy's Hand, another. You have uh, Man-Made Monster was another one. I would have loved that one. Uh, Ghost of Frankenstein, Mummy's Tomb, like so many mummies. Then you have The Wolfman. Then you have Frankenstein meets The Wolfman. Hey, man, talk about the Avengers-level team-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frankenstein meets Wolfman. Falcon Winter Soldier stuff right there, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, and also, in the original Dark Monster Universe, you had Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein. So Abbott and Costello like, are actually canon. At this point. Uh, Abbott and Costello are actually canon um, in the Dark Universe. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, Werewolf of London, like a lot of crazy movies. But they were like, hey, let's take some of these classic monsters and make an entire universe around them. Then, as soon as they said that, everything fell apart. Because no one, no one, no one really asked for this. No one really wanted it. So, if you're going to do something at this magnitude, you got to come right. Because no one wants it to begin with. So, please, put in all your effort and energy. Speaking of all of your effort and energy... The three guys are going to put in all their effort and energy in remaking, reshaping this franchise. So you guys had a few days to think about it. How would you tackle it? Who would you cast? We don't have to get too much into the details because we do have an entire episode to record. Um, just hit some highlights. Who were the big actors? Who were the big monsters you want to reboot? And what initial, what phase one are you trying to tell? Nothing beyond phase one, please. Hey, this was Seth's idea. Let's let him go first. Go ahead, Seth. I got this. Now, I I will say this. I do not have actors in mind for for this. I just have an arc for phase one. And so phase one is going to be the movies that are in it will be Mummy. It'll be Frankenstein. All right. But Frankenstein, the doctor, the monster will be present. But the focal point will be the doctor, Uh, Wolfman, and Dracula. Right. Those, Those are my four. Now, the catch is... I'm going to reverse this from like the Avengers where the title character is the main hero. I'm going to make it to where every single four of the people. So the doctor himself, uh, you know, the Tom Cruise mummy type character. Right. And, you know, Draco and all that. They have sympathetic story arcs, like a tragic flaw that drives them into becoming this monster version. Right. And each movie will also have one character that's a supporting character that believes in that person still. 
And it all kind of, they come together based around Van Helsing, who will be the, you know, Nick Fury, but mixed in with Captain America kind of role, right? And so the clash will come at the end with the four supporting people who still believe in the tragic hero flawed monsters and the monsters actually being the bad guys. And that's how it'll kind of, they'll fight, they'll do the whole thing. That'll be their kind of, they all join together kind of deal. And that'll launch into phase two. Some will die, some will live, some will change sides. And then you'll get to the second round tier of universal monsters in your phase two. Okay. All right. Okay. I like it. Van Helsing is Nick Fury, though. That's a, that's a choice. I'm just saying, I, I think the biggest part will be, like, if you, can, if you do it right, you actually kind of like the monsters because you feel bad for them because it's the tragic flaw that drove them to become the monster. And so then when you get to the complexity of who you're going up against, it's like who you're rooting for. And I think that works really well. All right. Uh, I'll go ahead. Um, Okay, so I feel like they had good bones on building this universe out. They just didn't make movies worth us keep going to keep going to. Like, if this movie would have been awesome, it would have been like, oh, cool, let's check out the next one. But it was like, I'm kind of good. Like that was I was worth my money, but I'm not going. I'm not going to see this again. You know, um, all you have to do is like make good movies. Now, here's if I was in charge, I. Remind me to go on my Alex Kurtman rant later. Um, Kurtzman, whatever his name is. But um, I, okay, The Mummy, Van Hel- or not Van Helsing, uh, Dracula, Franken, I don't know if I put Frankenstein. He's almost too, too out there. Um, Wolfman, and I would definitely have a very dark Swamp Thing movie. Not Swamp Thing, The Creature from the Black Lagoon. That's what I meant. Um, I would have that. And I would just model other small things. So we'll get into fixing this movie later. So I'll save my thoughts on that. With Dracula, I'm just stealing plot from Castlevania. In the <laughs> video game series Castlevania, there's a family of Belmonts that just it's their generation to take down Dracula. Like it's their it's their in their family. Every generation, every time Dracula comes back. Whichever Belmont happens to be alive is a monster hunter, and it's his duty to take down Dracula. Why can't there be a Van Helsing, a Helsing type of family that it's their duty to take down Dracula every time he reappears? And so the Dracula movie, you know, it takes place in the 1500s or 16, whatever old time period, and a version of Van Helsing takes him down. And then whenever we get this team up movie, it's like, cool, well, here's the next generation. You know, he has all the weapons and tools that's been passed down to him, and there we go. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on how to fix this movie and make it better. Not that it was bad, but I'll, I'll wait till we dive deep into the movie to get into that. But that's my that's my thought on that. I don't really want a Nick Fury character. I just kind of want them having to meet up. I don't know. Okay. And okay. The Castlevania series did a great job of making Dracula sympathetic. If you watch it on Netflix, you're like, oh, yeah, I get it, Drac. I get it. So, all right, I'm done. All right, Jordan. So mine, the way I'm going to start out with mine, and I'm going to do it a little bit quiet, just more be a surprise at the end with it. And I am going to have it. I am going to add an additional character. And I'm going to do one of the most popular Sherlock Holmes movies 
or not movies, uh, books with Sherlock Holmes and Werewolf of West End. And then what I'm going to have is he's basically tracking down the Wolfman. And at first, it all seems like, oh, this is just someone covering up an actual crimes and stuff like that. And then Sherlock's like, wait a second. What's going on here? This this should not be true. And it, it ends up being a Wolfman. And, and as Sherlock Holmes keeps on digging and digging deeper, it's like, oh, we are interested. There's a lot going on here in the background that a lot of people aren't aware of. Magic's real, and I can't believe it because I'm a man of science. <laughs> okay, I like this idea. Okay, so... Okay, 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 okay. okay. I, I'm, I'm with so, it, I'm with it. Yeah, and so and then the next one I was thinking was, could be the, uh, the Invisible Woman, and I would have the Invisible Woman as a sort of like a thief, but a good thief. Like, she's robbing criminals to give back or she's robbing uh, museums to give it back to the original owners of the artifacts and stuff like that. And ju- just have a completely different storyline on it, but I think that would still be a fun way to tie in everything together. And then at the end, you could have Sherlock Holmes just track her down and be like, hey, uh, I need people to help me on this because I am uncovering some crazy stuff here. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So as we go, it's just basically trying to figure out why all suddenly like magic's real and why mummies are coming alive and why people were getting special powers and stuff like that. That's sort of how I see my uh, monster movie. And I just I want to add on. I feel like this movie. Because at the end of this movie, I know uh, we don't have to talk about it, but Tom Cruise becomes the mummy. Like the mummy, yeah, I don't yeah. know what he is, right? What I, I think what they should have done is, much like a Mortal Kombat, you think Shang Tsung is the villain of the mo- or the game. But there's a bigger bad behind him that he's working for. And I think the female, beautiful, gorgeous, sexy, zombie mummy in this movie should have been the bad, big bad in this movie. But ultimately, she her goal should have been like trying to resurrect the real big bad, and she, we prevent her from doing it. But that threat's still out there to be the villain of the team up movie. I just, I don't know. Okay, Egyptian so like because I'm always down for more Seth. Oh boy! All right. Um, so what I would do, I'm just running. I like I'm scrapping. The whole like action oriented. I'm going like just pure horror for the dark <laughs> universe. Am I not surprised? It's I yeah, mean I'm going a twenty fours. The mummy. The, thank you, thank you. Shout out, but was afraid next weekend opening night. Who's down? Sorry, um, you. We're getting that with Nosferatu in a way. Uh, but no, I'm like straight up just rebooting it as a just pure horror like connected universe a la uh the conjuring verse that's connected together so um and with the conjuring verse like it like some of the tangential movies aren't that good but the little pieces that they drop in in the main conjuring franchise like it's great like they're actually like spinoffs with substance the movies just really aren't that good but the thought is there it's like all good bones and i would essentially do the same thing i would um Essentially, so pick 
the franchise of um, Frankenstein to be like the core of it, um, Dr. Frankenstein. Um, and so then through his exploits and actions, you kind of get to see as he travels like the world, everything that he does, like being a doctor, like, oh, and I like have this vial of blood from some count up in, um, oh gosh, blanking on the city's name. Transylvania. Um, yeah, Transylvania. Sorry. Um, thank you, Seth. Oh, I have. And then they're just like, oh, is that a nod to like Dracula? And then it's like, yeah, I also have like this cloth apparently from a man that the eyes couldn't see or something like that. And it's just like sort of telling that story like um, like Vera Farmiga um, was to, and her husband. I forget his actual name um, in the Conjuring movie. Ah, thank you, Seth. You're on it. <laughs> uh, Patrick Wilson <laughs> and Vera Farmiga. And so it's like sort of like that, how they just like build out their franchise like that. That's what that's what I would 100 percent do. I want to make it like just pure horror. These guys are supposed to be big, bad, terrifying. Let's make them that way. Pretty good. Seth, thoughts? Other? Oh, go ahead. Ewan. I uh, I'm always down for horror movies that are intelligent. Sorry, you So, well, mine was just more of an interesting thought, just because. Uh, so in Romania, where Dracula is based off and everything, they they don't see him as a, a villain. They more see him as like one of like their great man that saved their country and everything. So I just thought maybe if that would be an interesting concept to bring out with Dracula. Just just sort of like, oh, bring us new light or direction on it. So that was something I was thinking about. In fact, oh yeah. Uh when I was in Iraq, the uh we, I was serving with the Romanian army and their camp was called Camp Dracula inside our base. Hmm. Just a random yeah. fact there. Is a perfect summation of my thoughts as well. Um, okay, so that is the three of us, four of us trying to come up with the dark universe. We had some good ideas, kind of differing. Um, some of us went action, some of us went mystery, and I, of course, went horror, which no one is surprised. Um, I really like Jordan's idea, so I want to pick Jordan as the winner for this because I like the mystery aspect of it. I know we're not picking winners or losers, but I am. I'm the host. <laughs> uh, so Jordan is our winner for that segment. Cool. So next, we're going to get into this movie that we all really liked for at minimum 20 minutes, um, which is the first 20 minutes. And then after yeah, that, you're not all of, we all have feelings that went a different way. So I always like to start out with a positive. So already said the first 20 minutes, we all liked it pretty much. The rest of the hour and 10 minutes was a mishmash of blah. Is there anything in that mishmash that we really liked? Jordan. Oh, yes. I got something. I got something that I particularly liked. It was when they're in that crazy base where they have her locked down and everything. And because this whole point of this movie was like she chose him to be uh, to be with him and everything. And I love the way where she realizes like, oh, he's not going to help me. And it's just that look and then anger she had. And that was a particular scene for whatever reason caught my eye. I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty good. Seth? Uh, I actually really like Tom Cruise playing the sketchy person. Like, like the moment where she's like, you saved me. With the parachute, and she kept bringing it up, and finally he just goes, I thought there was a... Yeah. <laughs> like, 
It's just he he always played that he Tom Cruise well, he's really known for, for playing you no know, hero always does right guy and so the few times that he actually starts playing the the more scoundrel you know we're liberating into things it's like he's yeah. I love the his version of this character like I love seeing Tom Cruise in this way yeah, yeah I like and no uh, oh, go ahead oh, go ahead. No, you go. No, you good, Ray? Okay, I liked uh, I like Tom Cruise in this too, and that, it's very easy when you see him cast in this movie. You're like, oh, they're just they're not even trying to make a good movie. They're just trying to get some Tom Cruise money in here. But he he was good in this movie, and I think the whole cast was actually pretty good. I like um, Annabelle Wallace, uh, the blonde lady that you know was uh, with him the whole movie. I thought Jake Johnson and Tom Cruise was a weird fit. But for that 20 minutes, it really kind of worked. Russell Crowe was good. I thought the mummy, Sophia Butella, that's her name, Aminette, was really good. I, I liked her a lot. The whole cast was good. Um, I had no issues with that. And I want to say we, the action in this movie was really good. I mean, specifically that plane crash. That whole scene where they're just floating up and down, not like trying to find something to grab onto. I thought it was really good. Oh, yeah. Um, and thank you for bringing up uh, the actors, because I'll actually hop into that. Part of the thing that I actually did like about this movie, just a lot of stuff was written poorly. And uh, I thought Sophia Butella did a really good job of, like, facial acting. Like, her face, you could just, like, feel every single emotion she was feeling at mm-hmm. every point in time. So her nonverbals were amazing. And so, like, honestly, I wish they wouldn't have written her lines because her acting would have just carried the character with zero dialogue because the lines that they wrote for her were kind of not that good. Um, uh, not saying that she shouldn't talk a la Ruby Rose, but, like, she is just that good. Uh, that's a reference to the John Wick episode for Ray. Uh, as he said that, uh, I don't remember that, but I stand by it. Oh boy, I mm, prove me I, wrong. I digress. Uh, I digress, but no, she is just like fantastic at just like acting without like using words. And so I thought she was really good in this. And uh, Annabelle Wallace, um, she like I was super surprised, I didn't know what to expect from her, but it was really good. And we can say all the great things about Tom Cruise. Jake Johnson was really good. Their chemistry was awesome uh, for the first 20, of course. Uh, but yeah, no, it, like I said, this movie started out uh, pretty good and how it went. Um, all the right. Story, so, well, the story wasn't too dumb. It was good enough, you know, and everything around it was like the acting and all that stuff was it was really it was more than enough to carry the story. There's just certain decisions they made where you're like, if you didn't make these four or five decisions, like you got a really good movie on your hand. Oh yeah. And then uh, yeah, that's the action sequences were good. Uh really uh loved the plane crash as you talked about. Um not gonna get any negatives yet, but I did have a gripe about the overdone sand sequence or facing object sequence with her face in the sand. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I but, think you just yeah. feel like, well, all the other movies did it. We have to do that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh in gosh, fairness, uh, though, it's been like 10 years since the last time you saw a face in sand or an, an element with these movies. It, can I just say, this entire run of podcasts, Seth has been saying, it's not a reboot. It's a complete, it's, it's a new movie in the universe. The, the they book, have the book! And yes. like literally... For less than half a second, a book dropped that looked like kind of like the one from the old movies, but there's like no connection. There's just that one little frame of a movie where you're like, oh, it's a sequel. <laughs> this is a whole new movie, dude. In my, I had McConnell exist in the dark universe, and Tom Cruise is his descendant. Of you know his what? Son, I, I'm going to go with name. Seth, and that. And that's no. why the whole group of uh, that Jackal, uh, Dr. Jekyll leads, how that got founded, because they realized, okay. hey, look, this power is greater than... No, I agree. It's a nod to the previous movies. <laughs> like, hey, we're not completely... It's a, it's a shitty way. It's a lazy way to say it's we're not erasing those movies. That's what it is. Okay. Um, so we're going to move off of that. And just go into, <laughs> like, we're just going to crap on this movie. I got some crapping to do. And take a poop. Let's go. Hey, man. Number one, Russell Crowe, terrible casting. Oh, I really? Terrible casting. Terrible casting. Um, no, I disagree. No, I thought he was fine. Do not like Russell Crowe in this. Uh, number two, the face in the cloud. Nah, do not like it. <laughs> uh, number three, uh, the dialogue. A lot. Not good. Number four, Killing Jake Johnson. Not only did you kill him, you turned him into a comedic relief zombie. This is my biggest gripe, right? This is my biggest gripe, which I'm getting into. This com that style of comedy does not fit the tone of this movie. What it was going for, it was going for a more darker tone. Why is the comedy a little bit more like, oh, I'm a zombie? I'm gonna tell you some stuff. I'm gonna. Do this. I'm gonna do that. Ha ha. Joke. Slapstick. No, that's not this kind of movie. It felt too much like they were trying to go nod and wink to the co- uh, to the comedy of the older Brendan Fraser movies, but this movie's gonna be much darker in tone. Don't mix up the comedy. Comedy like that does not go into a movie like this. It's a little bit more subtle comedy. It fits a darker tone movie. That was my biggest gripe because it was an hour and 10 minutes of comedy that did not fit the tone. And I can see now why I wasn't as hard on this movie as you guys were, because I felt like it wasn't trying to go for the darker tone at all in this movie. And I think maybe that's why my opinion might be a bit different. I like the tone. Oh, Seth. Seth. Yeah. I just want to say, I feel now overall, I'm gonna be honest with you. I feel like I'm probably gonna end up out of the four of us being in the top two as far as who like the movie. But I will say that this movie is mid, and I think the reason why it's a middle of the road movie is because I don't think they actually knew what tone they were going for when they were making this movie. <laughs> like, I really don't. I, th- I think like they had moments where they're like, you know what, we're gonna go darker, we're gonna go action, dark, dark action, dark universe, it's in the name. And then, but, but we have Nick Miller. What if we did comedy? And they just threw in different things, and they just had different. T- I don't think they ever knew what they were going for. I don't think there was a plan 
for how that movie was supposed to feel. Like, was it an adventure movie, a horror movie, a comedy? The originals blended it together. I don't think this one really blended it. I think they just put different scenes of different types in there without trying to blend it. This is, I, I feel like this is like when you were first learning to start how to cook. And so you're like, oh, I like this spice. Oh, I like this spice. Oh, I like this spice. I'm going to put them all together. And then when you put them together, your dish comes out very homogenous. And it's like, yeah, um, let me tell you how spices and flavors work. You have to balance them. And some spices and flavors don't go together because they'll cancel each other out. And so that's what it felt like somebody was just trying to get in the kitchen for the first time. Lesson learned. But this is a $195 million lesson learned. Mm-hmm. So cool. Uh, yeah. Ray, what do you got for us? Okay. So, um, okay. I like the tone, unlike you. I like the tone a lot. Um, okay. So, when it comes to Mr. Hyde, that's a, that's a pretty neat idea. But they tease Jekyll. I was like, how many times do I have to see him reaching for the injector to give him? Like, how many times do I need this? I get the point. Like, why are we doing Every this? Time. You have Every to inject time. yourself to keep the beast at bay. And I didn't, I didn't need to see the beast in this movie. Just a little hint, maybe at the end of the movie, like save it for in a movie where he's like, he has to inject himself. He's like, that was close. Like, I didn't need a whole fight. I, I mean, I didn't need that in this movie. Um, Tom Cruise getting powers in the end is really kind of lame. I did not like that. I felt like Tom Cruise was like, I need to be a superhero, and he kind of made that decision. I don't know, but um, obviously Jake Johnson's death. And hey, you're going to make a movie called The Mummy. And you're not going to Egypt, like, at all. What are we doing? No, they what kind, are we doing? They kind of went, they started in Egypt. Went to Iraq. Yeah, they well, felt kind, of, kind of racist. At the very beginning, that... No, uh, the, yeah, in the very beginning, it started in Egypt. It, that was the whole point. They had to take her out of Egypt. Okay, so, so they quickly so left start- Egypt. Yeah. You need to have a movie called The Mummy set in Egypt, at least for half the movie. Something like it's what we kind of expected. Um, also, Alex Kurtman wrote this movie, or he directed it at least, and he is as great as Star Trek has been lately on Paramount Plus, which he's kind of like in control of Star Trek right now. He's been real hit or miss. Like, he, he is, even with. I'm going to go on a little rant real quick. Discovery sucks. I'm sorry. If you like Discovery, I'm happy for you, but I couldn't finish past season three. Um, and then Picard, season one and two were very divisive amongst fans. No one was like, oh, Picard is back. No, they're like, oh, man, this is kind of not what we wanted. Season three's been good, but the characters he created to put in the show are the worst parts of the show. The only reason it's great is because the OG cast is carrying the show. Like, I don't give a shit about Picard's son. He's the worst part. It's a lot of CW acting going on on that show. Um, so I'm just saying, like, he lacks original... or he, he lacks creativity when it comes to this stuff. And you could tell by the end of this movie, it was just like, we're still doing, like, the 90s trope of having some random flash to Egypt that's not explained where you're talking to the bad guy, or we're still, like, now Tom Cruise is getting powers. I just... It bugged me. I'm going to say this. I feel like this guy is Seth's favorite television director. Because this guy, cringe, 
Hawaii Five-O, Star Trek. I hate Hawaii Five-O. I hate Hawaii Five-O, but I hate how much I love it. But I hate it. <laughs> I feel like for loving this man. It. I feel like this man is Seth. Did you watch Sleepy Hollow? I feel like you watched Sleepy Hollow. Not only one episode. Oh boy. But then he wrote some fucking stinkers. He wrote Yeah, Hawaii Five O. Mission Impossible Three, the only stinker of the franchise. Oh, uh, whoa, whoa, best whoa, movie. No, 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 no. That's Mission the Impossible best two. one, bro. <laughs> what? Two is the one that sucks. Oh no, no. Sorry, yeah, you, that's my get, bad. My bad. Yeah, um, but I'm three like, is not the best. Let's, what are we murder doing? Murder Jared right now. Ghost Protocol. I mean, what are we doing? Uh, Ghost Protocol is the best. What are we doing? Um, whatever. Oh, oh, okay. you so, whatever your opinion is, you can't say he, three. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I was confused. I got it mixed up. Uh, Star Trek. I hate you. Everyone knows how I feel about the new Star Trek movies. Um, Cowboys and Aliens. What a great, what a great movie. Um, yeah, this guy stinks. Um, yep. That was sarcasm. That was sarcasm, Seth. Uh, oh, he, I was worried. I was concerned. I was like, wait, did he like this movie? Uh, no, he's mid personified. No, you're right because I'm mid personified. That might be a good, good, good description there. Because it's like I've seen almost everything he did. I was like, I he's gotten me to go watch it, but then every time I leave it, I'm just like, why? (laughs) So I mean, he gets me in the theater. I'll give him that. Sure, cool, but I don't like it. Um. Kind of like Seth in Hawaii Five O. So I love um, that show. But I yeah. So we talked a little bit about the actors and how they went and some things that we didn't really like. What I mean before we get into the categories, what part of the story would you change to make this movie no longer mid? If you had that point to change, like a part of this, so it's not really Russell Westbrook where we remove one thing and we're actually changing some things to make it better overall. What are we changing up? Who wants to tackle this one first? Because we got some thought. Oh, Ray, go. Okay. I've already talked about it. You need to have a bigger bad that the bad girl in this movie is trying to trying to awaken. Set it in Egypt. Don't kill Jake Johnson early on. And uh, there we go. And don't give Tom Cruise powers. <laughs> I, I the think first for thing me, I'm doing. I'm kidding. Okay. Go ahead, Jordan. I think for, ahead, for me, the biggest thing that needs to be fixed and worked on with this movie is just the dialogue between the characters and everything. I think that's that would fix like half of the issues I have with this movie. It just... <laughs> I that the dialogue and how they talk to each other and present, I thought mm-hmm. was just that's not how people interact, and it just took me. That was probably the biggest things that would take me out of it. Uh, yeah, I just I the writing of yeah. He did the same thing with Discovery. Every time you watch Star Trek Discovery, no one acts like they're in Starfleet. And they're talking, I don't know, and the same issues here where, like, people aren't talking like people would talk to each other. So, uh, I'm just providing more evidence for your case here, Jordan. Yeah. Seth, how are we fixing this? 
Uh, I'm making Tom Cruise go full bad guy. If you want to give him powers, that's fine. I'm good with it. But he goes full bad guy, and he brings well, Jake Johnson cool. back. Yeah, and he brings Jake Johnson back. But now they're they're just fully bad guys. There's no like mm-hmm. he could be the hero, he could be the monster. No, no, no. He's a monster. He's a bad guy. Making the bad guy because that's kind of what the whole basis of my way of fixing and what I would have done with Dark Universe is making a likable person who you want to see succeed, make him fail. He failed, and he failed for the right reason. He failed trying to help out the the one girl whose name I forgot. Uh, <laughs> the doctor. I forgot her name in the movie. Uh, but like, yeah, yeah, Jenny. So he, he failed Jenny. And so uh, <laughs> let him, you know, yeah, and he goes bad guy. Let him go bad guy. It's fine. I couldn't help it. Y'all can't throw that name out there at me. That's, and not, hey, I, that's why I threw it out there, to be honest. <laughs> that's a good idea, though. Like, if you are going to give him powers, subvert our expectations and make him go evil. Like, then it's like, oh, they're not being lazy with this writing. And the whole movie is built around him being the next Rick O'Connell, because that's what you're expecting him to be, because, you know, it's the mummy. Yeah. And he's not. He's. He's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So that's I the one thing I would fix. Fixing this movie by giving him powers at the very fucking beginning. Just just give Tom Cruise all the powers at the beginning. Boo this man. Just give him all the powers at the beginning. You know what? Let's just go see what, what you can do with this movie of him having all these powers. Movie We've already seen this movie. It's called Rock of Ages. Okay. I haven't seen that movie, so... He does not have powers in that movie. Or He has rock star powers. powers. He has rock star <laughs> powers, and you cannot deny it. I do want to apologize to Jared. Earlier, I was like, you're wrong about the tone. The tone was good. But just like two minutes ago, I thought back to all the scenes of zombie Jake Johnson. Like, just talking to him randomly. Like, hey, buddy, come on. I'm like, oh yeah, that was weird. That was not that didn't fit at all. So <laughs> you're right. <laughs> no, um no, I was kidding about giving the powers from the very beginning. Uh no, the way that I would fix it, um, I would just literally I, I think one tone, one note, have the movie be a note of like this is what we're gonna go for. And so obviously that starts with not killing Jake Johnson. Um, and then we're still sticking with the dark act because you can do action. They still wanted to do action and the action was great, but it's dark action. No like slapstick humor or anything like that. Um, less of the Mr. Hyde part. Just we get it um, more of the like, hey, I want to like murder everyone and like resurrect like set and all of that. So it's. I don't know. Just fixing the tone of the movie, and definitely with Jordan said, I echo that a hundred percent. Make them like real people talking to each other, not like a conversation written by Chad GPT. So um, it was very spastic the way they would communicate (laughs) with each other. So it's like, yeah, yeah. So uh, if you give like it felt like Chad GPT without like character prompts, it's just like, (laughs) hey. Just create a dialogue between people. Don't worry about who the people are or what they do. Just create dialogue, and that's what it kind of like felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are my fixes. So we all typically just want to fix this movie because we all liked the bones that it had. 
So, speaking of bones, who's the yeah. MVP? Oh, boy. The MVP? Yes. I'm going MVP. first. Going with <laughs> Let's go. We're going with the mummy. She was, for many reasons, the MVP of this movie. I told you guys before we recorded, I'm just going to let it all out. Uh, she was great. And I probably would have caved and just stabbed myself in the heart. Be like, hey, let's go. <laughs> F the world. You and me. Forever. There was that scene when she was like, we could be together forever. And she like went behind the curtain and she was like, didn't see anything, but you knew enough to see she was naked. I was like, power move. I'm in. Let's go. Um, <laughs> so she was great. Not only was she, obviously she was beautiful, but she actually did a good job. Like Jared said, she was very subtle with her facial acting. And I, I thought, Seeing her, I was like, uh, she, they just got a pretty girl that looks Egyptian. But no, she was more than that. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. That's my MVP as well. As much as I love Tom Cruise, uh, her, and not to say that she's a better actor than Tom Cruise, but in this movie, she was. Mm-hmm. Just in this movie. Just in this movie, she was. And so that's why I give her the nod. Probably because she had to do a little bit more acting with her facial features and like, she probably had more like script to go off or like more runway, not script, but like more runway than Tom did. So she definitely hit it home for me. Seth? My vote's for Tom Cruise, which I'm sure shocks absolutely no one. But I am voting for Tom Cruise because, one, he played against type for most of the movie for him. Most of the, most of the time. He still had the action hero. He still had the running scene and stuff. But he was also the guy guy who just wasn't like i said i always appreciate that and he also had the unenviable task of following up and brendan frazier at his like top best most charming form and that's what franchise he was taking over and i just don't think that's an easy thing to do and i think he did actually like a very admirable and good job of doing that and it's not his fault the fault was in the movie so i uh my vote is tom cruise because essentially he took over for Brendan Fraser, and I'm not sure there's anyone else who could have done that role and kept some of that same charm. Not that he matched it. Not that he matched it. Just that he was able to like fill the shoes, and you're not going, ooh, you know what this movie needed. I feel, okay, you're going to hit on me. But I feel like Carl Urban has the same type of fanatic fan base as... What's his name? I feel like he would have been all right in this. I know it's twice I said Carl Urban. I, I Bro, like Carl Urban. I'm going to tell you this right now. If I, I never like see it. another, if I never see another Carl Urban movie, I will be okay. I like Carl Urban. I don't. But really, you think about it. Over the thing about it I is, think he would have been better. no, and I, I just like don't. If this was a Tom Cruise movie, not a Mummy movie. With Carl Urban, it'd be more of a Mummy movie. No, with Carl Urban in it, it'd be a worse movie. Cool. Jordan, You're MVP. Done. You know what? I'm going to give it to Jake Johnson because you guys, I've spent half of this podcast listening to you guys whine about him dying so early in the movie. So I'm going to give it to Jake Johnson as MVP. But it's not <laughs> even that. They changed his complete character when he died. That's what we're saying. Like, 
<laughs> you, you take still, you still, he did such present. a great job that you guys were so upset that he died. So that's what I'm doing. Uh, I give non. So we, our winner is yeah. Sophia Butella. Ahmed, Ahmed. She, she's fantastic. She's lovely. <laughs> she's every woman. Um, awesome. So mm-hmm. six man. Uh, I'm gonna go with um, undead. Or alive version of Jake Johnson. The alive version is the best version of him. All fifteen yep. minutes of him. So we got also, three Jake, for a, yeah. we got three votes for Jake Johnson living. Who do you got, Jordan? That's a, okay. Fine, I'll, I'll do the living Jake Johnson since I specify awesome. Jake Johnson so well. There we go. Cool. Clean sweep. Uh, he's unanimous <laughs> six man um, with the strong performance. They came on early. Uh, unlike Emmanuel quickly with the strong performance late in the season, which is why he's going to win six man of the year. Um, sorry for Nick's talk um, on the podcast. Uh, speaking of the Knicks, man, come on, come on, bro. Come on, Cavs. What, what was that? We're not going to talk Knicks on this podcast. That's, <laughs> so uh who who boomst is our winner for the Russell Westbrook Award. Well, what's the best scene? Oh yeah, we got best scene. I forgot, sorry. I we always do best scene before. So um Yorton, I what's your best it, scene? Yeah, I think we're just all going to say the plain scene. Yeah, it almost feels too easy, but I as great, that was the easily. Yeah, you're right. It's the best scene. I just, I it's really, the, love, I'm, when I like you think of lore stuff, and I wish there was more of it. Yeah, if you think of this movie, what scene are you going to think about in the movie? That's how I treat the best scene. Her going behind the curtain. Okay, um, there you go, Ray. That's your best scene there. All right, here's my best scene. Uh, you didn't want to do the airplane Mithra. scene. <laughs> they went out of their way to make her ugly. This movie, and it did not work. I mean, I I agree with you. It did not work. Um, But no. Okay, so non-plane crash scene, honestly. Let's put in some work, guys. Because there were other (laughs) semi-decent scenes in this movie. Non-plane crash category. Okay, I got another one that I liked. I'll put this in. uh, When they harpooned her. I thought that was a clever way to stop her. I was like, oh! Well, uses a little cleverness there because they can't sh- just straight up shoot her, so they use the harpoon yeah. guns to mo- immobilize her. There we go. I I'm gonna vote the sequence within the first 15 minutes again, um, but where they call in like the airstrike and they're scrambling and then they collapse and fall in this like tomb or like see this area and then get a little bit of the semi-natural dialogue before the dialogue goes off the rails um so like yeah i kind of like that little action sequence at the beginning a little bit of like ah this is what you're in for and then we got the rug pulled from underneath this we have milkshake dunked for my only question that. is why did they drop their rifles when they're running away <laughs> anyways just a <laughs> pet peeve of mine <laughs> and uh, Jordan, correct me if I'm wrong. That was a scar, the gun that they had. I think, yeah, I think you're right on that. I, I sort of blanked out that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, after they check. dropped it, then I checked out. 
I was like, yeah, I was like what, what, what is this shenanigans that? here? Dropping rifles? What the hell, man? And just leave it up. You don't do that. Uh, Seth, uh, best scene? That's not the plane scene. I'm going to go with, well, this is not my like first answer. Plane scene is my first go-to. Uh, it is going to be her when she's good. I think they're paramedics. And they're, or maybe cops. I can't, I think they're paramedics if I remember right, though. And they're going down and mm-hmm. investigating the dungeon. And all yeah. of a sudden, like, you're like, oh, hey, it's like she's just sucking the organs. And all of a sudden, then they start walking. And you're like, oh, no, no, she's making mummies. Uh, okay. All right. That's cool. This can uh, escalate quick. Yeah. I, hey, buddy, I was like, she, oh. she can make mummies with me. Yep. <laughs> You're not going to enjoy it, man. You might think you'd yeah. enjoy it, but no. Well, if I have hey. power. Uh, yeah, same. All right. So, who are we removing to make this movie better? Oh, you are going to like my Russell Crowe. Oh, we got one for Russell Crowe. Seth? Hey, look, I'm sorry. You're not going to like this answer. All right. She's all pretty. Right. I'm about She's to pretty. Nice. But she, I know she did not. I don't remember her name. What's her name? Jenna. Yeah, Jenna. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the one I'm. That's who I'm taking I out think, of this. Yeah. That's oh, fine okay. By me. No, I yeah. thought you were gonna say um, someone else. I thought you were gonna. Who do you think I was gonna say? Sophia Butella. Oh no, she's she was great. She's been the one we oh you're like I know how y'all feel I was like hey buddy like as long as it's not her own whoa he knows okay. how Ray I know felt. how Ray feels oh, <laughs> I know how Ray feels and I'm like she was the weakest part of this movie for me so I feel like if you took her out like in fact the movie might work even but I don't know maybe not even better you might have to make a few other changes like keep Jake Johnson but if we just have to take her out that's who I'm taking out. Ray, who are you taking out? I'm not taking out a person. It's uh, I can take out anything, right? It's an element, yep. not just the actor. So yep. I'm taking out Jake Johnson's death. I mean, it, I, we've said it 14 <laughs> times. But, Same. I mean, That's fair. All right. So, uh, road trip. Um, Ray has got a tough choice to make, so we'll come back to you. My uh, life? Ray's... Or... <laughs> So, how uh, you <laughs> Jeez, your news, your road trip. <laughs> Who's my bro trip on it? You know what? I am going to go with J- Jake Johnson because he seems like he, that's part of the reason why you guys like him so much. He'd be a fun person to just hang around with. So, feel like that would be the best choice there. Who I don't want to go with, uh, the Colonel. The Colonel dude was like, nope, don't want to go with the Colonel dude. Hey, he was a hard ass, man. And I know uh, when I was talking about um, uh, the guy from the first two movies, and I was like, hey, he seemed like a cop. And I was like, Jared, he's trying to prevent the end of the world. Fair. Um, Okay. So for me, I am definitely going with uh, Omnet or Sophia Butella, like, I don't care, dude. Fucking turn me into a demon mummy. Who are you? Are you me? 
Like, hey, bro, I, I don't care. I am Ray. For her, I am Ray. <laughs> I am Ray. <laughs> I don't care, man. That's she, my wife, future wife. Uh, my wife. And no, nah, dude, Russell Crowe, keep your ass at home, bro. I don't need you. Yeah, I don't trust him. Yeah, fucking he's on the juice, too. Like, come on, man. Are you sharing the juice? What's in the juice? I'm not like, sure. What if we leave one less syringe <laughs> at home? Then your trip's just over. Jared's over here <laughs> like, you're on the juice, man. You're just trying to prevent yourself from becoming a homicidal monster. Uh, this is a little suspicious to me. I don't know about this. <laughs> I mean, like, that's what happens when Barry Bonds got on the juice. His numbers went down. I'm going to... Okay. <laughs> I want to. I'm going to pick the 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 mummy as my not want to go with. I don't want to go with her because she's really old. She's going to stink. Um, it's not going to be a pleasant trip. Um, and you know, like, what are we going to talk about? We don't even speak the same language. She's going to keep trying to like. Kiss she learned me, it. My life away. Like, there's just nothing good going to happen until she's a human form again. And I don't have that kind of power. So she's gone. I'm going to go with Jake Johnson. And Seth, I am. Uh, I'm gonna go with Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise was the one with the sense of adventure. Jake Johnson was the one who did not. I like Jake Johnson. I think Jake Johnson's hilarious, but uh, I feel like I feel like you know could have a good time. And I like Tom Cruise, so that's cool. And I'm not going with the Mummy for the exact reasons that Ray said. Every single one of them is the pick one. I think it's a strong reason why you don't want to go with her. And always, you know, you know, everyone else is just not as fun. You know as. <laughs> So ask me Tom Cruise. I'm gonna say Jake Johnson's up for an adventure. They were a hundred miles away from where they were supposed to be and everything. He just didn't want to go into the middle of that ISIS camp there. He could like one of the charming aspects of I think Vale is his name was that he was constantly like, Why are we doing this, Nick? Nick, let's not do this. Why, why are we doing this? And it was great and it was charming. But I feel like if I went down to like any place. He's just going to be like, why are we doing this? Why are we here? Come on now. We don't need to go here. We should go back this way. Tom Cruise cut his water thing, so he would have to go. You don't think Tom Cruise is going to, like, if you get it in a disagreement, he's going to force his way to go wherever he wants to go. You take your wallet and keys, and you're like, too bad. Yeah, right? I don't like that. (laughs) Hey, man. That's fair. Y'all got it all wrong, and it's okay to be wrong. I support y'all. Y'all are my friends. It's okay. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay. It's fine. I forgive you. But what I'm not going to forgive you is the scores y'all are probably going to pick on the Rotten Tomatoes game. So, Q. I got this one. I got this one. It's over. And when I re-listen to this episode, we better have the music ray. Dude, we're recording on a Monday. Okay, episode's supposed to be up right now. <laughs> Actually, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, okay, so Rotten Tomatoes. There we go. That's our music. So, Ray, remind me of our winner last week. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, all right. Um, I should probably I keep that was, list as well. On my end. No, I got it. Um, all right. Um, I think Seth won because he has seven and the rest of us have three. So. Do I really? Yeah. yeah, don't worry. It'll change. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's, oh it's going to change. Um, so, 
We are going to go with uh, Jordan. What did this movie get in Rotten Tomatoes and why? This one's a tough one because it's right at that level where it's not a horrible movie, but it's not a really good movie. It's just blah. And these are the tough ones to judge. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go a 48. That that number has been sticking in my head for this, and that's what my gut's telling me. 48. All right. So, Ray, what do we got? So I thought, okay, I'm with Jordan. I was thinking, like, two numbers are in my head. It's 42 and 44, and I thought Jordan was going to take one. Um, I'll go 42. And that's my big final okay. answer. The answer to everything. Seth, I think that was your winning guess last week. Well, it's going to be my guess this week. But since Ray picked it, here's my thinking. I think of this movie, when I think of like a solid mid 5 out of 10 movie, which it's not good. There's some good elements. And when you leave the movie theater, you're not entirely pissed off that you spent money and that you spent time going to it. But you're also kind of like... I could have done something more productive. Uh, I could have seen something else, you know. So I'm going to go with, I'll, I'll go with 55. I'll go high with this one. Oh, gosh. Um, guys, are you sure about that? No. Are you sure about that? I wanted 42. Are you sure about that? Because the audience gave this movie a 35%. Oof. Um, I don't think I'm winning this one. Well, I think and it's because right now. the studio built it up as like, this is the start of a universe. And it's like, if you're going to build it up like that, you got to deliver like good. And I'm telling you right now. Huh? I said, I'm telling you this right now. The yeah. fucking critics hated this even more. We got a 15%. Wow. Really? 15%. I guess just because it's... It's like no one wanted to say anything positive about it, so I could see that too. So I'm not the honestly critics surprised. Consensus, it wasn't that bad. The critics' consensus well, was bringing up the older movie, the movies that just yeah. came out 10 years prior, and they were comparing this movie to those movies. And well, that's yeah. why they were just like, nah, this fucking sucked. Because keep in mind, it's not an aggregate of like, oh, everyone's giving... It's an average scoring of it. It's just how many people like the movie and how many people didn't like the movie. But usually, I know that's how it is, but usually it does give a pretty good score on what what you would give it out of 100. It's funny how it works out like that. So I just Um, think people were just like, no one was really positive much enough to say, like, yeah. We're forgetting the most important part here is that I won this week. And I'm not ashamed. I'm proud of my 38 point victory or whatever it was. The largest gap in victory victory in this franchise. Yeah, that's, what I, that's what I was like. Hey, that like are y'all sure about that? Uh no. So yeah, critics critics hated it. They compared it to the older movies and they were like, it doesn't live up to the older movie. Which is very understandable, but I don't know if I would hold this movie, which is to be an entirely different reboot up to the same part as the other ones. But now it comes down to are we recommending this movie to a friend? 
I will start off and say, no, no, not even actually. Yeah, I actually would. But I mean, this the caveat is. If you want to see Tom Cruise. Yes. Sophia Butella, if you're unfamiliar with her work. Watch it so you can become like Shaq and say, I'm sorry, I was unfamiliar with your game. I am very familiar with Sophia Butella's game. Uh, That's really the only two reasons I will recommend. Outside of that, please run away. If you're not trying to get 100% Tom Cruise movies, there's really no reason. Ray. Uh, Yes, I'm sorry, did you ask me? Yes. Uh, I'm not going to recommend it, but I'm not going to... If they ask me, should I watch it? I'm not going to go out of the way to say avoid it. It's just, whatever, man. If you want to watch it, I'm not going to stop you, but like, I'm not going to say, yeah, you need to watch this. Seth? I mean, Ray pretty much said it. it's a mid-movie. It's one of those movies where someone's like, hey, should I go ahead and finish out this movie? You know, franchise. You know, the sequel to the other three movies. Then I'll be like, yeah, sure, go ahead. It's great. Uh, I mean, it's not great. It's better than the third Mummy movie, and so at least you'll, your last Mummy movie you watch won't be as bad. <laughs> that that's my that's the reason why you'd want to watch this movie is it's at least it doesn't you know end on such a bad note as team of dragon which i'm pretty sure that movie has a better on tomato score and that irritates my soul but that's fine uh jordan it yeah i i don't see anything like if someone asks me about it i'll just tell them like it's just an average movie it does not there's the airplane scene. Google the airplane scene. You're good there. <laughs> That's really the only standout to really see in this movie. But it it's weird for me because it's like, for me, it's not a horrible movie or anything like that. It's just felt like, oh, okay. It was a movie. I watched it. I wasn't like trying to get away from not watching it. Just blah. I'm glad I watched it because now it was always like a curiosity for me. Yeah, no, I'll say that it was a curiosity. Um, So it looks like we're all not doing the Hall of Fame since none of us really recommended it. So this movie does not make our Hall of Fame. I have no urge to go see it again. No. Um, And now since we're finished with the franchise, we rank the franchise and I actually am going to change my Hall of Fame vote. For the mommy return. I went back and listened to the episode. Jordan is right. This is why we do this podcast. If it's entertaining, which the movie was, I'm not going to say it was good, but it was entertaining. Let's put it in there. So I I am. Was no, I voted no. Now I'm going back and voting. Yes. So it's a tie. Oh. Wait, so this means Street Fighter gets. Can, can we put. Time out. You are <laughs> going to put The Mummy 2 in the Hall of Fame of this podcast as a movie you would rewatch over and over again. Why not just watch The Mummy? Why even spend time watching The Mummy 2? What are the you Mummy doing? 2 is a perfect example of what this podcast is. That's what I Thank feel like. Thank you. Thank you. He was right. I went back and when I listened to the episode, I'm like, man, you're. This. This motherfucker's spitting. 
<laughs> no, it was. You want to watch the first movie? I will watch the second one after I watch the first one, and then the series is just over. Yeah, because I like it because hey, it like I was talking about before. It's a nice little combination of like seeing them grow, and that second movie was so nice seeing the family grow and how we like to see like oh they made a great wedding couple. How often do you see in the movies? So yes, see it over and over again. Yeah, no. Jordan's right. I'm with Jordan. I'm sorry, guys. It's a tie. Uh, we'll announce the winner of the tie on the next episode. So uh, that that's kind of how I'm doing it. Sorry, guys. Any, any like final comments on recall vote for Street Fighter under these conditions? Any final vote? Any final comments <laughs> no, on the Mummy Fighter? <laughs> The I okay, I'm fine with that. I was mad at Ray for not going in with it for Street Fighter. I we are talking about you the gotta take franchise. one. You can't get the one two, and I don't get Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> we are not talking about Street Fighter. We are talking. Then about I'm not the putting the monkey two in. So <laughs> sorry, Jared. I'll always we use can redo one. votes. That I am putting Street Fighter in. I regret my vote, and I've regretted it ever since. I knew you would too. I'm just fine. We will get back to the Street Fighter vote. Uh, and the we will vote. actually do, we will do a Street Fighter rewatch. We've been talking about that. We're going to rewatch it. Um, obviously, not the movie that I'm going to pick. So our next, we're each going to pick a movie. Dealer's choice. You just pick whatever movie. Uh, I'm going to do a first for our podcast. I'm going to actually pick a movie that is in theaters currently. Um, we haven't done that. We've been close a few times, but we've never picked one actually in theaters. Um, and so I'm going to do it um, for our first time. Um, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, really want to watch it. Ray's already seen it. Uh, I'm going to go watch it probably tomorrow. Uh, Seth and Jordan get on that. I uh, just think it's going to be really cool, nostalgic. Uh, people... I love Illumination, so I love Minions um, and Despicable Me. Those are all fun and entertaining movies. I'm not going to say they're good. Actually, first, Despicable Me is a good movie, um, but the rest are entertaining. So I'm super excited to see one of my childhood favorites of Mario in action. Cool. All right, guys. I'm a big Bob Hoskins fan, so I'm here for it. Rest in peace. Man, we need to like get our these great thespians away from fucking early nineties video game movies. He's always looking gonna be Bob, to me. Looking at you, Bob Hoskins and Raul Julia. Sorry y'all did those. Which y'all did for the right reasons. That bison roll is amazing and deserves a Hall of Fame vote while we're on the sock. Just kidding. No, you're not. All right, I'm fine. I we will rewatch the movie if we have to do it as a fucking bonus episode. I want to rewatch <laughs> it. I I give it another shot. I give it another shot. We'll do. We it. should know. Next time we each pick a movie after this round, we do. Do we have the option of rewatching a movie from the list? We each get a, another chance at putting a movie in. Well, summer yeah, is coming up. So, yeah, summer's coming up. So you know we can double up. We could try, yeah. All right, uh, let's let's sign off. All right, guys. 
Thank you for listening to us. We will see you next week where we talk about Super Mario Brothers. And uh, yeah, have a good time. Have a good week. See you guys.